All right, welcome everybody to episode one of Montoya and Company Sportscast. We are the Montoya Brothers, and you are the company. I am Isaac, joined by my brother Jamie, co-host. Hey, how we doing today, guys? Yeah, so we're starting off this podcast, um, and we're going to be discovering and discussing all sorts of sports inquiries. Uh, yep. So uh, we're probably going to do a lot of NFL this. Uh, the first probably for the entire NFL season. Um, so yeah. Let's just dive right into it. Uh we're gonna be talking today about going through each division. We're not gonna go super into detail unless we find something super interesting. Um, but we're gonna pick like our division winners and who we what we find interesting, storylines and stuff like that. So what we're gonna start for today is we're actually gonna start with the NFC East. Uh what do you got? All right, so in particularly, when we're, we're, we're looking at the NFC West, NFC let's see East. here, East. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Oops. Okay, we're starting with the East. My bad. My bad. So we're looking at a lot of. I'd like to say, a mediocre division. Yeah, a lot of rebuilding. Uh, the division in total is kind of just not. The best, I think you could, me personally, I think you could point at any one of these four teams and probably say that, oh, these, this, like, they're going to win the division. Like, um, last year it was the Washington football team. They won the division. And so, you know. With a losing record. With a losing record. Well, that's kind of like the NFC East, you know, the the NFC least. I have, I have the Cowboys winning the division um, just because, you know, Dak's coming back. Um, I think out of the four teams, he's by far the best quarterback. Uh, probably Daniel Jones is probably in second. Uh, yeah, I just, but I think I don't think the Cowboys are going to be great. I think I mean, you're kind of picking, you know, the best of a bad situation with these four teams. And right, and the thing about when you talk about the Cowboys winning the East. I felt like, you know, a, a clear exposition of what they've done the last three years is what you said, what you said, it's, it's a lot of hoping. It's a lot of almost like, a, you, you know, you're watching a 50, 50 chance of, you know, what is the offense going to do? Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But the thing, here's the thing is that they have Mike McCarthy as their head coach and Mike McCarthy is not one of the most innovative head coaches in the league, especially when it comes to offense. A couple of years ago, uh, Aaron, when he was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers actually went on record and saying that their offense is predictable and boring. So, you know, we, you know, it's not like, and he's not, he's kind of doing the same thing in Dallas. You know, it's not like their offense is going to be like some kind of high flying offense. Their offense is, Pretty straightforward. I mean, what you're, what you're expecting is, you know, throw on first, throw on second, run on third, if need be. Right, exactly. So, and the thing about that is, you know, you have Dak Prescott obviously returning, but, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with mentally how they're feeling in terms of an ego check. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at, I mean, obviously, Elliot alone, like, you know, if you're tattooing, feed me on your chest and your stomach, you know, you need to be doing something. <laughs> and it's just, I feel like it hurts when you see photos of him, you know, he, a lot of time he's got, he's kind of had his, his head hanging down. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and the thing is, is like when you're the Dallas Cowboys, it comes with a lot of expectations. But the thing is, they haven't really met a lot of those expectations. So, you know, I mean, this is a team that hasn't won, you know, they haven't been to a Super Bowl in like what, since 96? Yeah. I was and this is, this is supposed to be like, this is supposed to be, you know, America's team. The thing is, but, you know, what have, what have they done? You know, looking through the Tony Romo era and stuff like that. And 
now they just signed Dak Prescott to a massive contract extension where he's making $40 million a year. And for me, it's like, what has he done? And what, right. have the, what have the Cowboys done for him to earn $40 million a year? You know, is he worth it? You know, is he going to give you back what you're investing in him? And, my, and I don't see it. Does. I don't either. And, and that's why I will not say that they are going to win the NFC East. Who, who do you have? I, won I, the... I truly believe that the Eagles will win. You think the Eagles will? They, they I mean... I, th- I do believe they're going to win that. Like I said, like, I can't really harp. I can't really judge you for anybody that you pick, because like I said, I think that any four of these teams could win it. And you'd be like, yeah, of course. OK, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, so like take a look at the Eagles. Uh, I know I think you would be surprised. Though. I mean, I think you would be surprised if Washington came back and beat out Prescott and, and beat out the Eagles. I, I think you would be surprised. I don't think that you would expect it. I don't I don't know if surprised would be the word. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, they got they got Fitzmagic out there. I think that's I they got they got the beard out there slinging the football. Okay, but you're either going to get Fitzpatrick or Flatpatrick in my opinion. You I mean, yeah, he's definitely a boomer bust quarterback. Who's playing on what seems like the his thirty second team? It seems like he's played for everybody at this point. Right. I mean, he's definitely going through the motions and sightseeing. Don't get me wrong, but that's that's a, a good segue into our into our next team is is the Eagles and what you and I were discussing this morning. You know, this is just reading. I mean, ninety percent. Let's call it a fifty fifty chance that Deshaun Watson go to the Eagles. Why? Mm. Why? Well, honestly, it is kind of surprising because uh, last year, you know, they had uh, who was their starting quarterback? I know they have Jalen Hurts, and you know they were expecting Jalen Hurts to be the guy. So I'm kind of surprised that Philadelphia is attached to Deshaun Watson. Um, I and I think one thing that might be happening largely through the league. And it would be a shame if this were to happen to Sean Watson because, I mean, he just came off of, what, a, almost a 5,000-yard uh, season. Well, I mean, to me, I mean, he's, you know, he's a, a good quarterback. You know, he's maybe top 10. Well, the thing is, it, it's not a, with Deshaun Watson, it's not a, it's not a question of talent. That's why so many teams are interested. Well, that's in, what I'm saying is going back to saying what I think is happening in the league right now is you're, you're seeing a lot of people come in and almost taking a coaching position, whether that's blatantly said or whether it just happens through habit. Because if you're Jalen hurts and you're taking staffs with Deshaun Watson, I mean, you're going to pick up on things and you're going to learn new things and you might just surpass him easily just from guidance alone. Well, but the thing is, like, what's so surprising is that they have Jalen Hurts, you know, like they had Carson Wentz last year, who's now playing for the Indianapolis Colts. But, you know, when Carson Wentz was gone, or like when they traded him, and the consensus for everybody was like, okay, well, now Jalen Hurts is the guy. You know, he's the quarterback of the future for the Eagles. And now you're sitting here and you have, the, you're sitting, seeing these reports of, well, you know, the Eagles are the, the most likely landing spot for Deshaun Watson. Why? Why, why go after Deshaun exactly. Watson when you have Jalen Hurts? But it's kind I mean, of it's if, kind of the if, same thing. If with you the... look at, I mean, okay, let's let's talk about Deshaun Watson then. Okay. Obviously, I won't say it's as critical as you know Aaron Rodgers potentially being free agent and not returning. But you have that's uh, obviously you know Watson isn't such the veteran. But he's a pri- he's prize money. I mean, if you look at if you look at, I mean, just alone, the Jaguars, the Panthers, and honestly, I I think, and I know you probably won't agree with this. I think the Cardinals needs someone different. I think it's too early to call that on Kyler Murray. I know that you have the thirteen touchdown, eighteen interception stat. 
written down. But I mean, I think you got to give him a little bit more time. But the thing is, about with Deshaun Watson right now, is that nobody wants to do anything until the legal issues are taken care of, which is still going on. You know, like I think at this point, like twenty different women have brought a, a sexual allegation against Deshaun Watson. And not only that, he's still under contract, so even if he does want to play for another team, the Texans have to be willing to trade him in the first place, and it doesn't seem like they want to do that right now until the legal issues are taken care of, because if they trade him right now, they'll basically be trading him for nothing because the team will come back and just be like, well, we're not going to give you a first-round pick, or maybe even not even a second-round pick, because, you know, of these all these legal issues. So I think they want that squared away first. And so if he's cleared of all these charges and, you know, he's not going to get arrested or go to court or anything like that, then they can be like, oh, well, you know, look, we st- we want that first round pick or maybe even two first round picks, you know, because he didn't do anything wrong. So he's still, you know, Deshaun Watson. Right. He's still a top five quarterback in the league. So, and, you know. But I just... I find it surprising that Philadelphia is the team that is out in front. In question. Right. Yeah. But I know that he's right. he's also been attached to the Miami Dolphins, which, you know. I don't know. I just feel like the I just feel like it's two weird teams to be attached to Deshaun Watson and not a team like like you said, Carolina or even New Orleans. Like why yes. wouldn't New Orleans want Deshaun Watson? Right. You know, your two quarterbacks out in New Orleans are Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. Who are those right. guys? I so. mean, I feel like you can't really disrespect Hill. I mean, he's worth some magic. I, I, but he's not a true quarterback. He's not a franchise star. You know, okay, he, he, he played it. He came in for New Orleans and did gadget plays. You know what and? I mean? I just don't think that a gadget the, a gadget quarterback as a, a a playoff team doesn't make. To me, that was the most electrifying NFL team last year. I severely disagree with that. That is an evolutionary offense that it that is not easy to pull off. I mean, even if it's not pulled on, easy to pull off, the thing is that it doesn't work anymore because you don't have Drew Brees as your quarterback anymore. You have okay, Jameis fair. Winston. I mean, very fair. So I it, mean, it, it, just, point, it just doesn't I, work the same. No, you are you are very right there. I will say that. And that's why if I was in New Orleans, I'd be like, Aaron Rodgers, what is up, my dude? Like, hello. But the you know, but we'll we'll get into that when we get there. Uh just real quick, uh running through the last two teams. Uh, the New York Giants, you got Saquon Barkley coming back, Daniel Jones. Um, I don't think the Giants are going to be anything exciting. They're probably just going to be a mediocre 500 team. Uh, the Washington football team, you got Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously the best player on the entire roster is Chase Young, the defensive end, um, who I think is going to be the defensive player of the year next year. Um, just your thoughts on those two teams real quick. Well, with Washington, you got basically one one hope in terms of quarterback because what is it, T- Taylor? Taylor Heineke. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean Fitzpatrick's going to be the starting quarterback. Absolutely. Um, just another team that I, I personally wrote down. You know, where, where is Aaron Rodgers at? But obviously, we'll get that when we get that. But the Giants. I mean, I think the Giants are looking at. Uh, a relatively hefty list of injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Like I said, they got Saquon Barkley coming back, and you still got Daniel Jones. Uh, coming off of his worst season. Right, but that was, you know, like I said, that was without Barkley. You know, like outside of Saquon Barkley, like what offense do the Giants even have? What is it, Clayton Thorson? Is that their other? I think so. So, I mean, what do you do there? I mean, 
I mean, for the Giants, it's they're really just they're kind of going through they're they're like they're not really they're not rebuilding, but they're in the building phase. I don't think this is the last version of the Giants. Like, I don't think this is the all right, cool. Like this, you know, Daniel Jones. This is as good as he'll ever be. This is as good as Saquon will ever be. I think they're still kind of building that team. I think they're in a team that's still kind of in a transition. So this is definitely not the the final form of the Giants. I do think you're right there. I mean, they also have had like what the three past seasons were kind of a lull, but but I mean, you know, they, you had a lot of people. Yeah, even and it's and, and it's not necessarily like you said, not necessarily a rebuilding, but it's just trying to be acquired back into the NFL in terms of you're, you're seeing other teams progress differently. Exactly. And they're still trying to figure it out. Right. And then you got Washington, which, you know, will they get a new name? Will they not? Who knows? Will they be the Washington football team forever? <clears throat> but, you know, all right, cool. All right. So moving on. So now that we talked to the NFC East, we're going to talk about the AFC East. Uh, just real quick. Um, I got the Bills winning this division. I think they're the best I team. got the Bills in the Super Bowl. They're going all the way this year. <laughs> you got the Bills in the Super Bowl? I don't know about I that do. one. I mean... I do. I th- I think when you look at a person who, in terms of Josh Allen, I think if you look at someone who a third of their t- his touchdowns are, are rushing. I mean, he's averaging... A lot of people rushing touchdowns a year. A lot of people are surprised by that. They he rushes for more touchdowns than people give him credit for. I agree with you. I actually have Josh Allen as my NFL MVP. I I would almost agree with you there. I think he's got a a chance to. Let's see what 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 year is this for him? Josh Allen, I think it's like year four. Or you know who who I think of? I think of an Alex Smith. And I think of those quarterbacks with, you know, it's just it's just some magic. You know, it's yeah. the per- it's someone you don't necessarily want to see fail. Right. No. I, and I, a Kurt Warner almost. Yeah. I mean, even me as a, a Dolphins fan, like it's almost hard to not like the Buffalo Bills. Oh, absolutely. It's, when you got Josh Allen, you got Stefan Diggs. And I think Josh Norman is out there as well, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's on the Bills. But, I mean, it's it's also a team that you look at this roster and you're like, I don't know where the weakness is. The thing is, I think I think halfway through the season, if if he makes it that far, you pull out Devin Singletary and you put in Zach Moss. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think that will be the cornerstone to to make it all the way this year Mm -hmm. if 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 anything i predict maybe they don't even start him i don't know i say he makes it three games and if they're not seeing i don't know at least a four average yard carry right no i i think so but, but i mean and you know like i said this team's got a lot of expectations on it i think anything less than going back to the nfc championship game is a failure Absolutely. This is a team that they don't want to just go to the playoffs. They want to they want to avenge their loss to the Chiefs last year. And this is a team Absolutely. that this is one of those teams that realistically could win the Super Bowl. And I say if let's say perchance they they do meet the Chiefs again. Mm-hmm. I believe if they do if that happens and they do beat them and they go, man. It's hard to n- not seeing them go fifteen and one. Fifteen and one. Well, uh, yeah. No, uh, you mean like sixteen and one? Remember, they're playing seventeen games this year. That's right. Yes. You think they could? Wow, that's big. I mean, and the thing is, like, when I'm looking at the Bills and I'm looking at the NFC. As a whole, I mean, the only team that could, I think the only team that could stack up against uh, who I think, me personally, my top three teams this year are going to be the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tampa Bay. 
Tampa Bay. Because I, I mean, you're looking at you're looking at a New Orleans thing, like because you're looking at when you look at the NFC, you know, the Saints, Drew Brees isn't there anymore. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play for Green Bay. I mean, you know, yeah, okay, you got Russell Wilson out in Seattle, but I was about to say, what, where do you stand with the Seahawks in all this? The Seahawks, they're they're, they're, out, they're almost out for revenge. This is almost like, but I, you know, the second the second wind of the Seattle Seahawks beginning this I, year. I have the Seahawks as the second best team in the NFC, but I just think that the gap between, I think the gap between the Buccaneers and the rest of the NFC is just so big. Anyway, we're kind of getting off track a little bit. All right, so let's go on to the next team. The let's talk about uh let's talk about the New England Patriots. They uh obviously Cam Newton is still out there, but they also drafted Alabama quarterback Mac Jones. Who who ends who ends the season as a starter for the Patriots? Do you think who Cam Newton who ends the I season as Newton. a starting quarterback for the Patriots? I think it's Mac I, Jones. I think it is Cam Newton, and I think this is. This is easily going to be the most critical year for him. Oh, it's definitely. Career. Oh, 100%. I mean, if he comes, but the thing is, I just don't see him getting better. I think he's going to have the same kind of season that he did last year. And then New England and Bill Belichick are kind of be like, all right, cool. You're, you're not the NFL MVP that you used to be. And they're going to put the young man in there. And they're going to throw Mac Jones. And I think he's, by the end of the season, I think Mac Jones is going to be the starter. And um, let's see. I can't remember if it was Damian Harris. Who's their other running back? Do they have another one? (laughs) I know that New England likes to throw around like a bunch of no-name quarterbacks. Or uh, running backs. All right, so yeah, they got they got Jacob Johnson, they got James White, um, James White, Sony Michelle. I think if this is the correct running back, he was the most fun to watch through about five weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I just love the intensity of it. I think they have the running game that they need. And that's the thing. I think they have everything they need for for Cam Newton to succeed. Right. So, we're talking about um, playoffs. (laughs) Talk about the New England Patriots. Um, you say that Mac Jones is not going to be the start of the end of the season. No. All right. Let's. Uh, I think. I think. I think. If the ship goes down, Cam Newton goes down with it. I just don't see Cam Newton being on the Patriots past this season. I really don't. N- not if they want to. Replicate last season. I, you know, I mean, they went seven and nine last year. So they were not a very good football team. But at the same time, they did have a lot of defensive players that um, decided to skip the season because of COVID. So, you know, they're going to get, they're going to get those players back. But we'll see what happens. And and that's what I'm saying. If he has all the tools, Mm -hmm. but you have another, you know, a bit eccentric, egotistical mindset when you're coming into an extremely classy organization. Oh yeah, one very well ran, well ran uh, team. I mean, even with with coaching staff, and that's where it kind of comes into play, where you don't see it too often, but you have you have you have their jersey on. Yeah, and that mean that means something. Coming from 
when he was playing with Carolina, Carolina had him, and that meant something. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you know, I think when we talked about this the other day, I think Carolina did Cam Newton kind of dirty. That you know, I think I remember seeing their Instagram or their Twitter, and they were like, they had pictures of some of who they considered the greatest Carolina Panthers of all time, and Cam Newton was not there. Which yeah. I thought was ridiculous because I think he is one of the greatest to play for that organization because he took you to a Super Bowl. I mean, he didn't win the Super Bowl. And right. by all accounts, it wasn't even close. Right. It was against, I mean, but I mean, you, you high, still win. How high can your bar truly be? Right. I mean, as that organization, you know, they did go to a Super Bowl. Like, I think I think it was actually 20 years ago um, when uh, Jake DeLome was the quarterback and they played against the New England Patriots. But still. You've only ever been to the Super Bowl twice in your franchise's history, and one of those was on the back of Cam Newton, who I right. think in the same season that he went to the Super Bowl, he also won. I think he also won the NFL MVP. He did, yes. So how can you not consider him as one of the greatest to play for your team? Now, can I sit there? Can I sit here now and tell you that he's definitely not who he used to be? Yeah, for sure. Like, he's not the same quarterback that he once was. And I just don't really see him rebounding next year and returning to who he used to be. So, I think Mac Jones... Which is just a very hard thing on on for not only him, but your corners, your slot receivers, your O-line. You're changing the dynamic of how they know how to block and how they know yeah, how to run their offense. I mean, you, you could snap the ball, and then you look over your right shoulder, and your quarterback's, you know, right five yards off of line of scrimmage. Yeah. Uh, me personally, I think, I think I don't think the Patriots get much better. I think they're, I think they're another five hundred team. Um. All right, so let's move on. Uh. I, I don't have much to say about the New York Jets. They're the New York Jets. They're going to suck. They're going to they're be one of the worst teams in the league next year. Um, I know they drafted Zach Wilson, the quarterback out of BYU. I personally, I don't know what they what everybody saw in him. I mean, who was Zach Wilson during the college football season? I Nobody was really talking about him until the draft was coming up. And then all of a sudden, everybody was in love with Zach Wilson. So, you know. Like I said, I I don't see the Jets being better next year. They were two and fourteen last year. Uh, they were one and seven at home. Obviously, uh, you know, it's not like they had a, a great home record. But I, you know, I don't really see anything much worth talking about with the New York Jets, unless yeah, you got absolutely. something. All right, so let's go to a team that me and you were kind of arguing about, and should be a, another good conversation. The family team. The Montoya family football team, uh, the Miami Dolphins. I said I still I believe that, and obviously the the biggest talking point when it comes to the Dolphins is, is Tua Tonga Bailoa in his second season after last year, uh, throwing for I think it was eighteen hundred yards, eleven touchdowns, five interceptions over the span of eight starts. He did get replaced in two. Of his eight starts, I believe one of them was against the Denver Broncos, which they still ended up losing that game. I'm very salty about. Um, and then obviously getting replaced during the Oakland Raiders game, or the LA Raiders, team, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, Fitzma- uh, Fitzmagic pulled out another magic trick during that game, uh, threw a absolute bomb down the sideline while also getting one of the most insane face masks I've ever seen. I don't know yeah. if you saw that or yep. not, or I if did. you remember. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about uh, Miami and let's talk about uh, Tua. Uh, Cause I know you have your opinions about him. What do you got? Well, before, before we go on to that, let's, what was it? The last team they fit was it the Steelers. In regards to what? Uh, their, their last season. The last game where, they played? Yeah. 
I think it was against the Steelers. I think we won that game. I think we did. And that's kind of what, what I want to pick up on is, let's see. Is that game went to, I think it was a three three point deficit. And it was an absolutely shocking ending in terms of the Dolphins defense. And and all, all all jokes aside, I do believe the Dolphins were very fortunate in how maybe dealt isn't the right word, but how he held himself knowing, you know, am I going to get pulled out of this game? You know, the game isn't going to be in my hands when the last two minutes come. I think he held himself incredibly well. And like I said, all jokes aside, I do believe Tua is going to pull off one of the best seasons in Dolphins quarterback history, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because he has that ability and he has that mentality. And he, I mean, he learned. And that's fine. I mean, there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking a first season and almost redshirting yourself. Well, and the thing is, like, that's what I was, that's what I kept saying to everybody who I would talk about this with is that you have to look at it this way, right? Uh, his last season at Alabama, uh, I think it was like week four of the college football season, he uh, suffers that terrible hip injury that cost him the rest of the season. And t- it, it was so bad to the point where people didn't know if he was going to even play football or not. Like, it, people, some people were saying that his career was absolutely over. And then obviously he, you know, gets a surgery, comes back, says the hip is great. Um, I think that if he never gets hurt, I think if that injury never happens, I think he would have been the first quarterback drafted in that draft. Like, I think I don't think he would be playing for the Miami Dolphins right now. Right. So he gets drafted by Miami, uh, comes back, but obviously is not going to be the starter because of the injury. And. The NFL didn't have a preseason last year because of COVID. So he never got those preseason reps. His preseason reps were during the regular regular season. season. Right. And so when he stepped onto the field in, what was it, week, like halfway through the season, that was the first time he had played football in over a year. Right. So when people were sitting there saying like, oh, he doesn't have it. He's he's not like these other he's not like he's not a Justin Herbert. He's not. You know, these other rookie quarterbacks that are coming in, it's like, you know, you got to you got to understand. That he is he's come back from a major hip injury, didn't get to play any preseason games. And so like and he didn't even do that bad. Yes, I understand. Yes, he got pulled from those games. But. Coach Flores, head coach of the Miami Dolphins, came out and said that he, the main goal was to win the game, not really develop the quarterback per se. Like, because Miami had a real chance of going to the playoffs. They won 10 games last year. And if they had beaten the Denver Broncos, they would have won 11 games, which would have put them in the playoffs. And so, you know. This was a team that I, you know, Miami was a playoff team. That you had, you had a defense that was, uh, that had eighteen interceptions, which was more than any other team in the league last year. Uh, they were sixth in the league uh, in points against. So you know, Miami had one of the best defenses in the league. So I, but I mean, I will say that next year, like or this upcoming season, is going to be. Where we find out is Tua the future quarterback of the Miami Dolphins? Is he that franchise quarterback that Miami thinks that he will be? Because remember, Miami had the number three overall pick in last year's draft. And a lot of people were saying that they were going to draft another quarterback. And then they traded that pick to the 49ers. And I think for the number 12 overall pick. And then traded back up into the top six by trading with the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, so that they could, um, uh, so they could draft uh, his teammate uh, Waddle, I think Jalen Waddle. 
mm-hmm. number six overall and get him some receiver help. So I will say I, I do believe that Tua is the guy in Miami. I think he will be the quarterback that we want him to be. Um, but with saying that, he has no excuses this year. Um, he's basically got the same defense. Uh, he And he has... The only thing that they didn't really upgrade was the running back uh, core, which I think was, was a mistake. But in terms of wide receivers, he has, he, he has no excuses when it comes to wideouts because you still have Devontae Parker, who's... You know, one of the biggest, like, I think is the biggest receiver on the roster other than Preston Wilson. Um, they signed Will Fuller, the quarterback, uh, the quarterback, the wide receiver out of the Houston, Texas, uh, who's, you know, another speedster, but, you know, still has a body on him. And then you got Jalen Waddle. And, you know, I think maybe not this year, but maybe next year, you're looking at the Miami Dolphins having one of the best wide receiver cores in the league. But, it, you know, it's, it's on Tua this year. Right, and I think if you look at the first six games that they even play, I think that alone will shed a huge light on terms of whether he is going to prove that. And, I mean, thankfully this year he'll be coming into, into with the preseason, and, you know, you got the Bears, the Falcons, and the Bengals, mm-hmm. which is, you know, almost like reliving his his first couple of games. You know, it's not, it's not a big – I don't want to say it's not a big deal, but – it's it's the reps that he needs. Yeah. And I mean week 2 you got the Bills and oh that's going to that's a huge game. Right. And and it, it was close last season. And not only that week 4 or not week 4, week 5 the Bucks. You're going to Tampa you're you know, you're going to Tampa Bay. Right. You're going to go play Tom Brady. You're going to go play the defending Super Bowl champs. Right. And and for, you know, for that, it's almost like you're you're reliving the same division solely because of Tom Brady. I mean, they know what to expect. They know what they're going to face. It's just like facing a Patriots team from three years ago. Right. I mean, and the thing is, is like. And no one is I'm not, you know, no one's expecting him to go out there and be a better quarterback and beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. No one's expecting that. But there's a difference between losing to the Bucks and then getting absolutely blown out. Like if if they lose big to Buffalo, Tampa Bay, even the Raiders, I'll, I'll go ahead and just say the Raiders. If he if they lose big time to the rate to those three teams in the first six weeks of the season, people, even me, people are going to be like, well, I maybe he's, I mean, maybe, I mean, what else, maybe can, he's you, not what else can you say though? Yeah. What else can you say though? I mean, you, you're, you're going to be put up against, um, Josh Allen for five more years to come. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, this is the year we're going to find out. Uh, I personally still, I think that Miami is still a 10 win team. I think Brian Flores is one of the best coaches in the league. And uh, I personally have Brian Flores as coach of the year. So is there anything else you want to talk about when it comes to Miami or the AFC East? Um, I say the Dolphins almost replicate the exact same season as last year. If not worse, I will say that. I think they'll be better. I think there's I think this is an 11 or 12 win team. I say we either lose or gain one. All right, so breaking breaking even won't be surprising either. But, okay. Yeah. All right, so moving on, let's go on to the the NFC North. Big news out of the NFC North, especially when it comes to Green Bay. Um Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I think it's the biggest story in in that division right now is that Aaron Rodgers seemingly does not want to play for the Packers. Uh, He recently got offered a two-year contract to make him the not only the highest paid player in the NFL, it was a two-year contract extension to make him the highest paid player in NFL history. Uh, And reportedly, he turned that down. Uh, And then a couple days ago, uh, Devontae Adams, their number one wide receiver, uh, ended extension talks. 
So it seems like not only does their star quarterback and last year's defending NFL MVP, uh, not only does Aaron Rodgers not want to play for Green Bay, it seems that their number one receiver, wide receiver, Devontae Adams, does not want to play for Green Bay. And I mean, that, wherever he leads, I go. I mean, so you, uh, so with that, actually, uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams actually posted the same pictures on their Instagram story. And it was just a, it was a picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen giving each other a high five. So it right. does and, seem and, to imply. And I was going to bring Scottie Pippen into this discussion. If you're looking at someone who was extremely underpaid. Mm-hmm. And almost single-handedly, you know, you know, he took took the, the Bulls to where they were going. I mean, this was obviously not just a one-man show. No, obviously, and I don't and think. I think. Uh, I think a lot of it had to do with his names wasn't in the papers in terms of money, right? And so, it, if you look at the, at someone like Aaron Rodgers, I mean. There, there's something different going on. You got a coup happening. It, it's not about the money. It's not about the money. It's about, you know, it's just that, you know, a lot of people talk about player lo- loyalty, but what about team? Like, what about the organization's loyalty? Because here, the thing, the, the major problem two years ago was that there was not enough weapons for Aaron Rodgers to throw to outside of Devontae Adams. Right. And that's what, uh, that's what, it seems, and you know, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers made it clear that he wanted more weapons. The fan base wanted to give Aaron Rodgers more weapons so that they could get back to a Super Bowl. And they go out and they draft Jordan Love with their first round pick. How, what does that say to Aaron Rodgers when instead of giving him weapons, you go out and draft a quarterback out of Utah State named Jordan Love? And it's like, cool. Did you, and then, so what is and what does Aaron Rodgers do about that? He goes out there and he wins NFL MVP. And so that's like telling telling him like, "Hey, you should have got me another wide receiver cuz look what I just did with just DeVonte Adams. I went and got one NFL MVP." And then they get absolutely smacked upside the head by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. And you know, it's like I'm not saying that Green Bay would have won, but I think the game would have been different if he had somebody else to throw to. And then, you know, and then last year, we thought that, okay, look, you know, Aaron Rodgers just won NFL MVP. You know, like, we're going to do it. We're like, he's proven to the organization that he can still win a Super Bowl, that he can still perform at a high level. And then what do they go out and do? They go out last year with their first pick, and they pick a cor- a, 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 a cornerback. Right. So let's spin this theory. Let's say, who do you think he lands with? Because I'm, th- I mean, I'm looking at the Washington football team right now, and I'm thinking, you know, that's already an organization going going at least somewhere. Right. Uh. I could see him playing for Washington. Uh, I think it's possible. Uh, do I think it's... I just don't think there's like... I mean, you have to look at it this way as well, is that he's 36 years old. He doesn't want to play for a team like Washington. It's, you know, it's not like... I don't think you plug Aaron Rodgers into Washington and then all of a sudden they're, they're a Super Bowl team. You know what I mean? Um, Let's see. Whereas I would be looking at a team like San Francisco. Or even, let's see here. The New Orleans Saints. You were saying it earlier. Okay, you say that you don't see that happening, but we look at 2018's Buccaneers. Uh, But here's... What happened with the Buccaneers was simply because they signed Tom Brady. Like, okay. They signed Tom Brady, and then all of a sudden, everybody wanted to play for Tampa. I just okay. Don't... Bring in bring bring in two two players. You 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 got Rodgers and Adams. 
who are clearly upset with an, a corporation. I mean, yeah. I mean, wh- you know, you, you look at basketball and you got superstar teams, all-star teams. Yeah, but I mean, it's... I get what you're saying, but it's also different because of, like, roster sizes and stuff like that. But I definitely see what you're saying. So, I just don't... Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't know. Maybe you could put an Aaron Rodgers and a Devontae Adams into Washington, and maybe they are a Super Bowl championship contending team. But the thing is, is that you'd still be in the NFC going up against Tom Brady. Tom Brady, but, I mean... But but what is wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but if you're asking me right now what I think happens to Aaron Rodgers, I don't think Green Bay trades him. I actually think that he sits out the season. I don't think he plays at all this year. I think if he sits out, he's done. I don't think he's done. I, I, I but the thing is, like there was that was also a rumor that I actually read just today is that he could retire. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if Green Bay doesn't give him what he wants and people are, you know, the thing is, is that Green Bay was they thought they could just solve the problem with money. The problem was never money. The problem was build a new team around me. Get me weapons. But when you go out there with your first round pick of two years ago and you draft a quarterback, which basically tells him, hey, this is your replacement. Instead of getting you a wide receiver, it's like telling Aaron Rodgers, well, we don't think you can do it anymore. We don't think you got what it takes. And then last year, your first pick is a cornerback. You know no, what I, I mean? mean? Absolutely. I mean, that's definitely why we're seeing the actions of a coup. Yeah, exactly. It, it, and it, honestly, there, I think there was like a defensive player that also came out and... um he he's wanting a contract extension past this year, and if he doesn't get it, he wants out. It just seems like nobody like it. Just seems like everybody wants out of Green Bay, uh, and because of that, um, I'm actually picking the Minnesota Vikings to win the division next year or this this year. I mean, yeah, okay, you got Kirk yeah, Cousins. I mean, you don't. For he's, sure. You know, but I still think if you take Aaron Rodgers away from Green Bay, I think that automatically makes Kirk Cousins the best quarterback in the NFC North. Uh, not only right. that, you got Dalvin Cook at running back. You got um, you got Justin Jefferson at wide receiver, who's just an absolute beast, and he's actually my pick for Offensive Player of the Year. Um, because even as a rookie, he was lighting it up as a wide receiver. Um, right. and you still got you still got a solid defense out there in Minnesota. So I I got the Vikings winning the division next year if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for Green Bay. Right. No, that's fair. And then uh, you got the Detroit Lions, who are the Detroit Lions. I mean, they did trade yeah. for they don't Matthew Stafford is no longer uh, there. They now have Jared Goff um, as their quarterback, which I think. I guess is a downgrade. Um, I think that Jared Goff is better than people give him credit for, but I don't see the Lions being anything uh, special. And then no, you got the not. you got the Chicago Bears um, who dra- traded who drafted Justin Fields, the quarterback out of Ohio State. Um, but other than that, I. I don't think there's anything special to talk about when it comes to the Chicago Bears. I mean, I guess they also have Andy Dalton, um, who's been jumping around the league now. He, you know, obviously he played for the Cincinnati Bengals for most of his career, and then he was on the Dallas Cowboys last year, and uh, now he's uh, playing in Chicago. What do you think about uh, who, who starts in Chicago, Justin Fields or Andy Dalton? Uh, Justin Fields. I mean. Like week one? Yeah. I'm going to say Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton's going to be the starting quarter. I think, I, think by the, I think it's another case of by the end of the season, I think Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback. But week one, I'm going to take Andy Dalton. I mean, you probably do have a point there. I mean, if you've got him, use him. I mean, 
another, I mean, not as, not as magical, but, you know, right. it's kind of got the luck of the leprechaun going on. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who do you have as your division winner? Did you pick anybody? Um, do, 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 oh, from the North? Yeah. NFC North. You know, I think it's going to be anyone's division to lose. If you know what I'm saying. So you think, you think, you say, so you're saying that. You're saying that. I think it's hard to completely kind of throw away the Green Bay Packers. Because they could very well simply win it with, with only 10 wins. But the thing is, is that without Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, the Packers aren't a 10-win team. They're, they're a losing record team. They're one of the worst teams in the league if you take away their number one receiver and their, the best, their best quarterback. I just I, Me personally, so kind of like going, going off of what you're saying, looking at the way that it is now, and if, you take, and if, you know, if Rodgers and Adams aren't there... I think kind of what you're saying, what you're saying, this is the Vikings division to lose. This is their division to lose. I think anybody, any other team than the Vikings winning the NFC North for me would be a surprise. Right. All right. So um, let's go to the, now that we're going, now since we talked about the NFC North, let's talk about the AFC North. I picked the Browns to win this division. I don't, and a couple years ago, maybe like three or four years ago, that would have been like a big surprise for everybody. It's not so much of a surprise anymore. You know, I think no, they got it. They got definitely not. I mean, I think this is one of the most competitive divisions in, in the league. Oh, if I not agree. The most competitive. I agree. But also at the same time, the Cleveland Browns roster has never been this talented. Right. So, you know. But it all comes down to Baker Mayfield. You know what I mean? I think he still has a little, he still has some growing to do to be that guy. You know right. what I mean? But you also got Odell Beckham Jr. coming back from injury. You still got Jarvis Landry. You got Nick Chubb at running back. You got uh, David Njoku and like another tight end. I can't remember what his name is. And you still have, you, you have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And you still have a, a top defense. So, you know, this is this is make or break for Cleveland. Like, I think, and what something I do want to touch on is Odell Beckham Jr. himself. I mean, he's coming back from an injury, uh-huh. but this this his last full season was in 2019. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm thinking that we're looking at his worst season yet. Whether or not he even makes it the full season. No, and I think that there was something that I had seen that was saying that um, he hasn't caught. Uh, so uh, 2019 was the last time that he caught for a thousand yards. Right. Which was his last full season. Which was his last full season. Last year. he, yeah. And then the two years before that, I think he made it to like four games and one was like seven games. In 2018, he caught for 1,000 yards again. Uh, 2017, he caught for 300 yards. Um, he hasn't... He caught... F- his touchdown production hasn't been great. He hasn't caught double-digit touchdowns since 2016. Uh, 2017, he caught three. At 2018, he caught six. Four in 2019, the year that you were talking about. And last year, he caught three. Obviously, he got hurt last year, so he didn't play a full season. Right. But still, this is this is a lot of you paid a lot of money to him to a guy who you wanted to be the number one receiver hasn't caught for a thousand yards in almost two years hasn't caught double digit touchdowns in five years. Yeah, if not if not honestly longer. Yeah. So I you know I think it's a fair question. A lot of people are starting to question whether he is the Odell Beckham that he used to be. I think it's a little bit too soon to call it that. I think that if he stays healthy, I think he will be 
Odell Beckham Jr. of days past. So, um, but yeah, Cleveland is the most intriguing team to talk about. And then obviously you got the Baltimore Ravens, uh, last year's division winner. No, wait, they didn't win the division last year. They they no, got they Steelers got did. yeah. So you know, which is again what you were saying, the most competitive division probably in football because you sent the Browns, Ravens, and Steelers all went to the playoffs last year. Uh, but you, like I said, you have the Baltimore Ravens who have Lamar Jackson, who a couple of years ago won the MVP. Uh, what do you think about Lamar Jackson? Uh, to be completely honest, I don't have much thought on him. I mean, do you? I think he is dependable, and I think he has the athleticism. I believe he has the offensive knowledge and I think he has the leadership. Do you think I think oh go ahead. Uh, do you think that Lamar Jackson can win a Super Bowl in Baltimore? No. Not I don't not either. not within no, I think this is going to be the three most competitive years of football. And I just don't see him getting on top of the hill. Well, I I agree that I don't think he'll win a Super Bowl, but not because of the division. I'm looking more as his play style, because when I see Lamar Jackson play football, the the thing that I think about, the first thing that comes to my mind is Robert Griffin the yes. third. I think I think he's just a better RG three. Yes, and me personally, I just don't see that style of football succeeding at you know the playoff level against some of the best teams in the league. I don't think that style of play gets you past the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills. And if it somehow did, I don't think that you you beat a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or maybe even the Seattle Seahawks. So while I no, think because that, those games are very difficult to win at that level, simply because if it doesn't, if it's not going in the first quarter, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, it's it's too much of a it's a it's a very high risk reward. And yeah. if it blows up in your face in the first first quarter, you have no other option because you don't. Sure, you practice different types of offenses, mm-hmm. but with someone like Lamar Jackson and, like you said, with someone like RG three, they play to their strengths, which is running, which is running and first. If, if they are backed into the corner, you're you're seeing loss of five yards, turnovers on down. Three in a row, you know. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, and the thing is, is that he's he's going to be a great he's a great regular season quarterback. You know, he's gonna he's gonna con- he's gonna he's gonna consistently win ten, eleven, twelve games. Obviously, he won the MVP two years ago, but in the year that he won the MVP, what happened? They lost to the Tennessee Titans in their first playoff game. And it wasn't even really that close. I mean, obviously, yes, last year they beat, uh, uh, I think they beat the Browns. They either beat the Browns or I think they avenged their loss to the Titans. I know that they won one playoff game, but then they lost the next. So, you know, it's going to be the story of his career is like, yeah, he was great as a regular season quarterback, but. He just couldn't get it done in the playoffs. Right. And that's where I say he, he's just not going to be able to give it over the hill. Yeah, um, I agree. And then so now we got the Pittsburgh Steelers last year's division winner. They I think they went on a 11 game winning streak, but then stumbled to the finish line at the end of the season. <clears throat> uh, a lot of people were questioning whether Big Ben was coming back and he is coming back. I think it's a mistake. I think that this is going to be a very bad year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, we, 
if you've read the reports, it, it seems as if he is taking a different outlook in terms of postseason training. Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with a lot of his ankle issues. Yeah. That he's he's slimmed up quite a bit. But I mean, it, the question becomes is can he, you know, five and dime it? D- does he have to rely on the long ball to be who he is? Can he, you know, it, it comes into question with does he, does he lose strength? Yeah. But with that, he gains. D- not saying that we're going to see him getting out of the pocket anytime soon, but. I, I, I Does mean, that change his game completely, knowing he doesn't have that strength? I think it does, like, you know, because he was, he has been one of those quarterbacks that he, he would sit in the pocket no matter what. Like, right. no matter what, he's not leaving the pocket. Even if he knows he's about to take one on the chin, he was going to stay in the pocket because he had that really big frame, you know, like where I, he could, I he do could think take that's, those hits. And I do think that's where... It's 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 the most difficult transition for him because yes he is getting older, and even though he has decided to slim down, it's not easy to, you know, get the ball out of your hands mm-hmm. in less than three seconds. Especially if you're you're Big Ben, you know, you're 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 not going to be able to take those hits right. as well as you once were. Yeah, regardless of age, you're just looking at basic physiology. Yeah. I uh, but I also look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I just think that they're a team where the current era is coming to an end. You know, I don't, I don't think Big Ben stays there. I think he retires after this year. I'm surprised he didn't retire after. Last I mean, year. let's 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 look into next year. Let's just say, you know, obviously Ben's out of there. Let's say Aaron Rodgers out of there, and let's say Tom Brady's out of there. And then now you now have, and that's when the tides turn. And that's when you look at Lamar Jackson and he wins a late Super Bowl five years from now. Uh, maybe because then, you know, I think when those guys are gone, it's kind of like, I, I mean, I still think I already think he is, but you know, you got Patrick Mahomes out in Kansas city, right? Those guys. I mean, I think he's already the best quarterback in the league. Right. But then if you take all those names that you said and then you take those guys away, like that makes it, him it, it he is now the top of the top. Like, yeah, you don't win a Super Bowl without beating Patrick Mahomes. Right. You know what I mean? Like. It's, you know, I'm not saying but, you know, I think the three best you take those names away that you just said, I think the three best quarterbacks all play in the AFC at that point. You got Josh Allen out there in Buffalo, you got Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, and you got Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Right. You know, I think those become numbers one through and I three. Think, you know, that's we really started to see that kind of difference whenever Russell Wilson really broke into it. Uh-huh. And that's and that's kind of what you that was like the first glimpse of Of the new era. Right. And which is why I loved what the New Orleans Saints were doing. Because they knew they had to not necessarily match that, but they had to keep up with it. Yeah. They had to have something. No, I agree. But, I mean, like I said earlier, when it comes to New Orleans, you have a new problem now because... Oh, yes, yes. Drew Brees isn't there anymore. Right. You know, no, you right. can't you can't do what you used to be able to do because I mean, let's say we had I'm trying to think of what would this would just be like a steroided up version if you had, you know, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and they were doing that. Yeah. Well, that would be unstoppable. That I exactly. Exactly. But you can't say that about the combo of Taysom Hill no, and No, you can't. Jameis Winston. No. No, you cannot. I think that was a very poor decision. A very poor decision. If I were them, I would have. I would have picked up Joe Burrow. I would have picked up Trevor Lawrence. I would have picked up. Well, I mean, they would have had to given up a lot just to even get in the position right. to get, I mean, get to get sure. the number one overall pick. 
Right. And I don't think right. Jacksonville was going to ever let go of that. You oh, know what I mean? Like, and I don't, I don't not. even think the Bengals would have given the, you know, knowing, you know, so it would have been very hard. Well, even, well, you, you said that BYU kid did get very popular at the end, but I mean, yeah, could you have possibly traded up? And, but the thing is, is that, you know, probably next year, I would, I could see the Saints being like a top five, top three draft pick. So I think they're just like kind of like waiting to see what they got. Mm -hmm. I don't see Jameis Winston coming out and being that guy. And I don't see, I I don't see, I see, I think, I think, I think you see very, Sloppy execution, and you see a lot of miscommunications. Yeah, I think see, it's going to be a tough season for I New see, Orleans. I see a very hard to watch season for the Saints. Right. All right. Well, you know, uh, so we made it through four divisions today, but that's all the time that we have for today. This was an hour long podcast. Uh, next week, we will come back at you with the NFC, AFC South, and the West. I appreciate you guys coming in, tuning in, and listening to the Montoya and Company Sportscast. Uh, I am Isaac. I'm Jamie. I do appreciate y'all coming out to uh, listen out to this. And we'll see you guys again next week. Peace. Yeah. Good. Good.